roughly last March, about 70% of the homes were over asking price, 70% of sales. Yeah, We'd call that a yeah, that, like a seller's hello market. Sure, yeah, and, and way over, right? Yeah. Last summer, things slowed down a lot as rates went way up. Everybody went, whoa. And now we're back up over 40%. Most of the U.S. is experiencing a very similar thing that we are because I talk to agents all over the country like every day. And it's just not that many places for sale and a lot of people buy. That housing crash the so-called experts were predicting hasn't come to fruition. This is due in large part to the availability of homes remaining scarce. Couple that with home prices leveling off, even despite the fastest rate increase in history, Slow County Real Estate remains a strong investment and a great place to live for quality of life. In this episode, Team Swayze gets to some of the latest analytics and talks about things you can do to help make your next transaction convenient and seamless while maximizing the value of your investment. The Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. All right, here we go. Another Slow County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. And guess what? Mr. Swayze is with us. How are you, sir? I'm great, James, as usual. And JT is here. JT, how are you? Oh, man, I'm so happy to be here. And the man himself looking fresh as ever, Mr. J. Pete. How are you, sir? Hoorah. I'm glad to be here. Hal, uh, I have a quick story for you. Well, first, can I acknowledge somebody? It's your show. I mean, Best sir. dressed <laughs> on the podcast uh-huh. is Jay. Jay, yeah. Let's yeah. give him a round From of applause. I dress for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Audience. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You From, know, I think it's the haircut. Did you just get a haircut? I just did, yeah. You did? Okay. So oh, that's, it's not that's just cut, though. I, it's I, It's I, been I, shaped I, and J, J, folded. J, JT, it's manicured. What does yeah. the look for? You guys are killing me. I wear a Hawaiian shirt every single day. I know. I'm not the best And it matches the beard. And if we're in Hawaii, then you absolutely win. Uh, here's the thing. We, we all really all want to be wearing the Hawaiian shirt. We, that's true. And I was just talking to him about it earlier. So he's going to give me his old ones that are old and raggedy. So yeah, well, James, I'm going to get my inner JT. James is going to visit the islands this summer. So, I am. So, for him. so we got best dressed and then we have most consistently dressed. And that's what you went. Same shirt. Absolutely. Every time, well, it's not the me? it's not the same. not the same shirt, yeah, the same brand, it's same brand. Yeah. Well, they all look the same. To me. And you own how many JT? I like sixty. Does that all? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he only wears he only wears two of them. The other fifty eight are for especially. <laughs> Is there, okay, so let's yeah. get on with. So our, no, I, I I one quick question. Do you wear yeah. when you go visit your son in Seattle? Do you, you wear those every day, all the time? Wow! But it'll have a giant sweatshirt on top of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And I see hey. him on social media and all your pictures. And hey, let's talk about are... our podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Enough uh, you know, me. but first, how I wanted to start here is I just uh, I wanted to share a story with Hal, and it reminded me, you know, maybe we should talk about you a little bit, Hal. So uh, you know, I went down to five cities and took a uh, some photos of a home that we were listing, and and that when I was done with the photos, the seller was like, you know, how much do I owe you? Let me write you a check, and I'm like. Why are you writing me a check? She goes, well, I'm, ain't I supposed to uh, pay for photography? So I had to explain to her, you know, hey, we're a team. We work together. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about, hey, maybe people don't realize how we're different. So can we talk about that a little bit? A lot of people come to us because of James. You're our photographer, right? The quality of the photos. So, I mean, you can. Of course. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and people don't even take that for granted. Like sometimes. I mean, I can go out with a cell phone or somebody on the team could take pictures with a cell phone. But, sure. you know, you're a professional and you um, do all Most your magic. The What's the stuff you do with it? When the, can- when the computer, you can make it look really good. I mean, yeah. what do you call that? Post. Yeah. Witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yeah, it's all brackets. It's a, it's, it's a yeah. process. And then we have the drone photography, the aerials, all that stuff. So all right. that makes a difference in how the pro- uh, the property shows up. So we decided, you know, uh, well, I decided a long time ago that I, I shouldn't do everything. 
right? So there's certain probably things. a good idea. Yeah. Well, well, it, I mean, that is the nature of this business as an independent contractor. It's it's more common than uncommon that you do everything start to finish. Right. Mm. And Jay always makes that analogy of a, a baker, you know, yeah, does he, exactly. does right. he harvest the wheat? Does he deliver it? All that stuff. So, yeah. So our team, uh, is just grown out of learning over the past 30 years, what works you as our marketing person specialize in posting and boosting online and making sure our ratings are up and that we have all our listings are current on the website and everything looks great. So it has that professional image. Most people don't have that or they'll sub it out or they can't get a photographer because they're busy if they do hire one. Right. So having control over that is a big deal for us. And, and the benefit to the customer is they just get a better product. Boy, it's some of the reasons people come to us is being on both sides of a negotiation when you're representing a buyer or seller. We see when we represent buyers how our offers are treated and how they're negotiated, and we look at that, and, and you know, no disrespect, everybody handles things differently, but it's sometimes, wow, our buyer would have paid more, and that seller could have gotten more if properly handled. Right. You know, the buyer has to go find another house, the seller maybe didn't get what they wanted. So learning how to negotiate how to, uh, from both sides, from sellers and buyers, makes a big difference, and that's why when people come to us, they go, oh, it seems like you sell homes for a higher price. Which you know, which we kind of pride ourselves on. We got a whole team here, like this morning, collaborating. Like, oh my gosh, we're you know, we have this new event with this house we have, and one of my agents goes, oh my gosh, I'm gonna call the Joneses right now and let them know this new thing. Right there, happens in real time. Boom, we're getting an offer. There, there's a lot that goes into it, and I don't want to go too much detail. But John, you've noticed some things because you've been around the horn. I mean, um, what am I leaving out? Well, you know, I have the unique experience uh, of being a client before I joined the team. You list your house, and you have the expert help you get started with listing the house, which is how, uh, you know, who came to our house and helped us figure out how to price the house and the things that we needed to do to get ready to sell. And then, and then he introduces me to his, his listing manager, Sharon, who's an expert at taking it from how and getting it to the marketplace. And then once uh, we get offers to be negotiated how's the master at that and you know i was talking to an older gentleman who was a former business partner of mine the other night he was thinking why, why do i need to pay a commission to a real estate agent and i said well you, you don't have to you can try to sell it yourself but i guarantee you you don't have the negotiation skills and you're going to cost yourself more than you're going to pay in in commissions. So once you get an offer, how's the master negotiating? And then goes into escrow. Then we hand it off to our escrow manager, Dakota, who was on a prior podcast, right? Yeah, he was on last week's podcast. Yeah. And so he's an expert at that. So what happens is because Hal's not the Lone Ranger working just by himself, and, and in between you know, Hal and, and Sharon, it, it goes to James to, to, to start marketing and do, right. do the photographs like we talked about. Right. But you get an expert at every point in the process, and yet I knew all along that Hal was up there overseeing everything. He was involved, right. but not necessarily, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. Sure. And there's an expert at every... At every yeah, yeah, so I'd say that, the that's the difference um, that I see. In, in the business model that Hal's right. built here. So big question. So how, how much more does it cost for, for Team Swayze to sell your house? Mm, usually not more. We usually look at a seller and go, what's the net? Like, you know, what do you net when it's all said and done? So if I can, if I might charge a little bit more in some cases, sometimes not. 
but can we put more money in your pocket after our services? Right. And when John was talking about somebody who wants to sell on their own, which I get from the outside, to me, it's it's the guidance we give while you have your home up for sale. And it's yeah. kind of like, in my mind, it's like a doctor. I can go get an x-ray, but once I see it, what, what am I going to do with it? Brand new med student may not know much. The experienced doctor does know what to do and how to interpret. So here's what's happening in the marketplace. Hey, we're on track. We're off track. Here's the adjustments we need to make. That just comes with time, you know? So I would say the value we bring for sure is just that experience. And like, we've been through here before. This is what can happen. These are our options. And we always give people options to make the best decision possible. One of the things we did a few months back is we looked at the, the sales price versus the list price. And, and that's done routinely in the industry. Hal's numbers were three or four points above the market average. So if you're going to sell your house with Hal, the likelihood is you're going to get a sales price of 3 to 4% higher than the average agent in the community. So is, is that worth paying another point in commission? Right. And, you know. and a lot of times, to your point, Hal, it's not really what, what they make, but what they keep that makes the difference. And if you're thinking about selling your property on your own to to like avoid having to pay that realtor's commission, you could literally lose everything when the homeowner sues you for the disclosures you didn't provide. How I love your analogy about you know a doctor and your X-ray. You could see it, but you can't read it. And one of the things that you know, that I love about your organization um, from a ten thousand foot view is that um, my general practitioner can't look at my. Uh, uh, chest x-ray and tell me whether I've got a, a heart sure. condition. That goes yeah. to a specialist. You have on your bus, not only the right people on the bus, like James and Dakota and Sharon, but you also have them in the right seat. It's like having a, a bus filled with surgeons that are specialized in their specific field. And by doing such, when someone chooses to work with, uh, with your team, they get a bus full of surgeons as opposed to um, one guy that's trying to do it all. Right. If I may, uh, just the convenience of it. The reason why I came to you guys with the idea with the podcast is because we had an enjoyable experience with your team when you sold our house and everything was convenient because you had that team. You know, it wasn't like I was tracking down somebody who was working on three different things that were probably from a priority standpoint uh, more important because it probably would have netted them more money than the house that we you guys were selling for us but there was always somebody that we could get a hold of on your team get us an answer immediately and get back to us right away and move through the process and that's why when James and I came up with the idea for the podcast I was like I, I want to work with you guys because you guys are the best like I work for a media group that if we disseminate bad information it looks bad on us but when you guys are doing it i know that we're working with professionals yeah well hey, hey jeff since you since you joined uh, the conversation here i would just like to say congratulations and thank you to to you and james i guess jeff might be known around here as the father of our podcast absolutely yeah he, he invented this notion of, of, of starting a <laughs> podcast in uh Big Daddy. And, and James shared with me uh, yesterday that we had 20,000 visitors to our podcast website. So yeah, that, that was actually our, our, our entire site. So a podcast, yeah, it's, it's 15,000, 16,000 just for podcasts. Yeah. Wow. We had 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's, still a lot that's though, amazing. For, for San Luis Obispo's yeah. site, yeah. Yeah, and, no, it's huge. And, and so thank you. We must be doing something right that for people to want to tune in. We must be giving 
people helpful information, which is exactly what we set out to do. You know, the whole idea behind this thing is a b- bunch of guys sitting around uh, the bar having a drink, talking about one of our favorite subjects that we're passionate about, and that's real estate, and more importantly, helping helping others with real estate. Well, we were really good at having a drink around the bar before this started. <laughs> yeah, now, we're, we're really good at that. Now, yeah. now, now we're, we're trying to help. Now we're in a boardroom office. What's going on? <laughs> but but I, I would say this, too, because, you know, there's so much information out there. You know, real estate's a hot topic. There's a lot of sensationalism. So for us, I think when I get feedback from people that say, oh, I heard you on the radio, a lot of it's like trying to provide sound advice, just like you're talking to your best friend or a relative or, you know, a great client. And it's, and it's more about saying, hey, here, here's your options and here's what's really happening out there. Because there's a lot of myths and a lot of generalizations. And as we'll talk about in a minute, things just change so rapidly. Yeah, right? what you guys do is, is a huge public service to the community. Yeah. And, and, just, and just having this, being able to subscribe to it and listen to it and get that insight whether or not you're actively looking or you're thinking about actively looking or selling uh, later on down the road, it's nice to have access to that information. Yeah. If anybody ever has a question uh, or a topic suggestion, yeah, send it on in and, and you can find us, how myself, whoever, uh, and we'd love to talk about it. So JT, what do we got? Well, um, I read something uh, in the, in the newspaper that, kind of got me riled up again. I'll share that with you in a second. But just just um, in the county of San Luis Obispo, uh, the sales in January were a total of 173 closed sales. In February, it moved to 203, and then in uh, March, it moved up to 280. So I'm hoping that when we get the April numbers that we'll continue to to move up and get back to more, what, what, you, what do you call it, Hal, a normal market from the number of sales? This year, at the second half of the year, it sure looks like it's going to be vastly improved in terms of activity, volume. Most metrics is going to be way better than last year. And when you look at the inventory, the, the inventory in the county's not changing much. Right. I look at all the houses, condos, and townhouses inventory. I measure that number. Over the last six months, it's it's gone anywhere from three ten to three eighty. It was three thirty six yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. So that number's not moving, which would indicate Jay. We talk about this all the time about the market crashing, right? And how that's going to happen next? Yeah, no, no, Wait, I thought no, it, no that's it, not going to happen. Wait, we're in a crash right now, right? Didn't it crash already? <laughs> if, if by crash you mean that the properties enter the market, leave the market in ten days, oh yeah, then uh, we're, we're definitely crashing, right? And yeah. fast, yeah, 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 totally. And it happens every single month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the article that got got me riled up again. I, I talked about this a, a couple podcasts ago. Is the newspaper is telling the public that home values are going down? Because they are reading data about median home prices, fifty percent above, fifty percent below. So we got a a, a median home price going from eight hundred thousand to seven eighty, and we're saying that home values are going down. Is what the public reads into that? Yeah. Right? What are we talking about? Are there any truth to those numbers, Jay? You'd probably know this if, it, if they're talking about the the entire United States. Or are we talking about slow? Like what? what if you look at San Luis numbers, they've been flat for a year. I mean, right. there's been months that have been higher, lower when you're looking at medians. But again, you in know, terms, you're talking flat price wise. Price wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but again, you, 
you're comparing scenic coast to to San Luis to San Miguel. I mean, that's like apples, bananas, and a loaf of bread. Right, like, we're, those we're are totally we're totally different. Yeah. Hey, hey, I looked I looked online this morning. What closed on Monday in the county? I think there were seven properties. So this is not a sample size that is big enough to give us. Do you know what this is called? This about your say? What, what's it's called an anecdotal. There you go. Example. Oh, okay. I just I, learned that. That's you just learned. This that? is an anecdotal. Um, now I don't know the second word. How do you describe what I just said? Anecdotal no, example. Now I lost what I'm. Yeah. Say. No. Yeah. Forget seven places I'm closed. Saying. What happened? So so three closed above the list price. Mm-hmm. Three closed below the list price, and one closed at the at list, list price. Median. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so so what it what it tells me is, are if. If fifty percent of the houses are closing at above the ask price, can we say home values are going down? Well, and you had those, and I'm going to generalize the numbers from an economic forum recently that a title company set over, right? So roughly last March, about seventy percent of the homes were, were over asking price. Seventy percent of sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd call that a yeah, that, like a seller's hello. Market. Sure, yeah, not and, a crash. And way over, right? <laughs> yeah. And then a few months later, last summer, things slowed down a lot. As rates went way up, everybody went, whoa. Then they were only 19%. Probably normal, right, yeah. if you went way back in, over time. And now we're back up over 40%. And I don't know if this is the county or, or California, but most of the U.S. is experiencing a very similar thing that we are because I talk to agents all over the country like every day. And it's just not that many places for sale and a lot of people buying. It's amazing how quickly that shifts. We would never five, 10 years ago, see these fast of changes in the marketplace. The speed of change in the market is like I've never seen it before. It changes so fast. You were just talking about rates. Uh, Jay, what did yeah. you just say about rates? Well, last Interest week. rates. I yeah, should, interest mortgage rates. rates sorry. Yeah, 30-year mortgage, mortgage rates. rates for a qualified buyer were almost 7%, like 6.8, 6.9 last week. And today they're at six and three eighths. I mean, it's that's huge. Yeah, almost a almost a full point drop. And and we're you know we're seeing um, some you know economic trends like inflation's going to come. It's a twelve month rolling average. So twelve months ago, inflation was dynamic, and we're hovering at the five percent. So the headline should be reading: Inflation falls twenty percent. That's good news. Are we going to see it? I don't know. So so you talk about the speed of shift. Yeah, the, the shifting market. Uh, I read, I think it might have been from the guy we talked about before, the mortgage guru. Barry, uh, Barry Habib. Barry Habib. I think it was Barry who said that a 1% decrease in the interest rate will bring 5 million buyers to the market. Well, how many houses are for sale in the U.S. right now? <laughs> a fraction of that. 500,000. Yeah. So 500,000 and and. We don't have problems selling those five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand houses that are on the market already. How quickly will the market shift if we add five million buyers overnight? Yeah, it's going to be that quickly ten, twelve, and that's why we're constantly encouraging people. If you are, if you considering buying, if the rates are seven percent, get into a house. There's less competition, and I'll tell you, most lenders. I know Ben Lerner was here a couple of weeks ago. He was like, "Hey, we'll do a, a re, no cost refi within six months. Just we'll and, and and pay your rate down for the first year. Yes, free. Yeah, just do. It. Here you go. If you need a house, thank you. Buy it. Yes, 
Yeah, because try that when there's uh, 12 offers, all cash, right. 12 offers, over at, well over asking price. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's difficult. You know, anecdotal example here. You guys know what that means? Oh, anecdotal? Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. Not before. really, you know, just kind of pulling it out of thin air. But here's a conversation I really don't hear much anymore, which I was hearing from, you know, last April to December. I'm going to wait for the market to, you know, come, what do you say, bottom out, come down, it's going to come down. You know, I don't hear that as much anymore. People look at it and go, this is it. <laughs> we have so many cash offers. We have so many properties still. I mean, 40% being bid up, that's pretty common right now. Oh, wow. I mean, we represented a buyer recently, 895 house. They offered a million one fifty, and they weren't even in the hunt. Wow. Right? Wow. And this was a rough piece of property. Now, are some prices still are homes above what the market is? Yeah, that happens sometimes, but that's considered normal and you adjust. But the great thing in this market, if you're a property owner, you know in the first couple of weeks because there's so much demand and so little supply. If, if yeah. in a couple of weeks you haven't had any offers in this market, it's like you've, you've missed the mark. Yep, in a regular right. market, you wait three or four months for that one buyer because there's so few coming around. So that's just the nature of the market. It's, it's, it's really interesting how quickly these things turn. Hey, Jay. Yes. When, when was the best time to buy real estate? Uh, 20 years ago. When, when was the second best time? To Today. Buy? There you go. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, does anybody have any uh, last uh, thoughts on our uh, podcast for our podcast today? I would say this to our listening public, you know, and again, there, there's so much to learn. And, and a lot of the value we bring is not for somebody that's going to do business with us right away. I mean, we're like, I, I mean, we try to be like the local Google if you have a question. But right. I was just meeting with some folks today that are selling a home that they moved their mom into a retirement home and they're selling it. And their father had passed away and they didn't realize something. And this will fall on maybe a lot of people won't even understand what I'm saying. But you know, when somebody passes away and you're part owner, if you have a trust, a lot of times you get this new, what they call a basis. So they, they paid maybe 150 for the house 30 years ago. Now it's worth $1.5 million. And if they just went from 150 to a million five, it's getting complicated, but that's 1,350,000 in gain, paying taxes on the whole thing. I said, well, if it was in a trust, and you know, one of the trustees passed away. I know that my property, if I pass away, you get what's called a stepped-up basis, which means they don't say you paid 150. They say your basis or what you paid is what it was worth in 20, what was it, 18, okay? Which is probably close to 1.2 million. So now you go 1.2, but I'm selling for 1.5. That's 300,000 dollars. Well, she gets 250 tax-free, so she probably paid very little taxes after closing costs, etc. So they just went from, oh my gosh, we're going to pay 30 percent on the gain to like. We aren't going to pay any taxes for my mom to live off the rest of her life, right? So just little things like that, that because you've done it a long time, you can share that with people and they just don't know. Little things like, hey, how do you save money, fix it, don't repaint all the house. You can do this and that. So we were talking earlier about you know, our top line results, which are measurable, uh, great, but it's a lot of the things that are in the beginning where you can save money as well. So there's just a lot of ways we can help, and that's what we're here for. JT, do you have anything for us? No. Great week to do a podcast. Yeah. Congratulations to everybody on uh, 20,000 visitors. Well, hey, I tell you what, it's all of us. It's a group effort, and uh, we, we've all made this thing su successful. So thank you guys. C can we do one last thing for, for James and Jeff for, for starting this? Yeah, you're and, the boss. And executing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Very thank much. you. And uh, that round of applause will wrap us up for today. Uh, thank you guys for being here, and we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the House Wazy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast 
It's available wherever you get your podcast and on housewazy.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. Housewazy.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. This low-county real estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.